And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20 because when you do, you save 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on today's show, First of all, we've got to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, a Season's Greetings, and just a nice weekend to anyone out there hoping to have a solid, maybe introspective, maybe outrospective, just a nice relaxing time this time of year. And also, we get to get into uh, a few fun topics as we're going to do our free trade Friday stuff for you as mostly regularly scheduled kind of depending on whether or not you're watching this live or not and we're also going to do uh, a little bit of conversation here up front patrick about uh, there actually was a press conference in rocky's land kind of uh, the, the manager took some questions not really the person that people most wanted to hear from right now uh, i get the sense that that people would like to ask some questions of the gm and the owner i don't know if you've heard that i don't know if you've gotten that sense but Somebody who can't answer your questions about why the team is built the way it is or why they're not spending money or why they're cutting guys like David Dahl, but can answer questions about on-field stuff. And there's plenty of questions there, too, is is manager Bud Black. And uh, Patrick, in particular, we wanted to focus today on some of the most interesting things he had to say about the rule changes, both, I guess, now technically in our past, (laughs) in our present, and and potentially in our future here, as the rules that the game of baseball is played by at the highest level are still kind of in flux and and being negotiated, some really important ones. So what did the manager have to say? What what was, in your estimation, sort of the biggest takeaway from he had a lot to say about a lot of different rules here. What what was the thing that sort of stood out to you? The thing that's actually most remarkable as I as I go through and look at these and, and and prepare a couple articles based off of his comments is just this idea that we know what baseball is and we know the rules of the game and we we've we've played it ever since we learned how to pick up a ball and right. and, and and catch it in a mitt. And yet this past season, everything was turned on its head and very quickly. Right. And it's 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 hard to almost wrap your head around that, that this is the new normal. So 
Um, you know, when, when Buddy was asked about all of these rules, again, it was, it was hard to keep track of it. He ended up even coming back to it because right. it was like, oh, hey, I forgot another one. And I was like, wow. One, one more thing. Very Columbo yeah. of him. We, we, oh, really, we really have had such, just such change in the game. And it's, you know, you, you see other sports doing the same thing. And yet baseball has just always kind of been that exact same thing. So I think the biggest takeaway was, was that for, you know, more of an old school guy and an old school manager that's been around, you know, played the game, um, you know, at a very high level in the late seventies and, and much of his playing career was throughout the eighties and uh, in the first half of the nineties that he was very much in favor of a lot of these rules because, you know, it, it, it made the game a little bit better. And I, I think he just ultimately realizes, look, this is the way it's going to go. So I may as well embrace it rather than to try to fight you know, against it and give myself, you know, more gray hairs. It's like, look, here's, here's where the game is headed. And so you, you, you just have to go with the flow and, and the biggest piece I think even even beyond that, the next thing is this idea that he's okay with and that we may see the banning of the shift, which is something that has been put out into the ether before and very quickly shot down because, hey, you should just play your guys wherever you want to play them. There's no illegal formations. The only legal formation is you have to have a guy behind home plate to catch the the, the pitcher, which right. wasn't always necessarily a rule. Ban Johnson was a guy, right. the founder of the American League, who which said, look, would... I'm not going to umpire if there's nobody catching the ball. <laughs> First of all, right. Yeah, but it would also be a tremendous fielders. disadvantage if you didn't do that anyway, right? <laughs> well, if there's nobody on base. Yeah. Just, I mean... hey, ump, could you go back and huck that ball back <laughs> to me? We're going to have four Blue. outfielders or Blue. Come on. five Go infielders. Back. Go back. But, yeah, so he, yeah. he talked about that. Um, it, it was, you know, brought up to him and he seemed almost more receptive and, and excited, I guess, about that than any of the other ones. And it was like, oh, that I have a feeling the winds of change may be coming. I don't know if it'll be this year. I think it, I think it could be next year, but banning the shift, which again, we didn't grow up with the shift, right? Right. Right. So it's not like it's this thing that like, oh no, I, you know, as a kid growing up, we would have the worst hitter on the team and we would call all the outfielders in and we would stand on the infield grass because we knew this kid really stunk. Like, no, we didn't, you didn't do those shifts. It's, it's kind of still new to us in a lot of ways. So if it goes away, it's not a big deal, but to, to just say, look, you can't game the system. You can't have this really smart strategy and say, no, you, you can't do that. Just doesn't seem very much like baseball, but it is something that, if that does come down the pike, the Rockies uh, and their analytics team will probably benefit from maybe more than, than any other. So that's not a bad thing, right? You know, one of the things, so I, I had always thought this was a very silly concept for exactly what you said, for what Will's saying here, mean? just you, well, banning, banning the shift. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, just yeah me so too, silly. me too. Totally silly, right? And and as Will says, you know, bunt to third base. There, there's all the things that we... <laughs> that we all know about and have heard about. Right. But, and I don't know if I want to out the person because I don't know that he's written about it publicly. A, a friend in, in the press box will say has turned me around on this a little bit, or at least I think given the best argument that I've heard in favor of and, and not totally banning the shift the way he put it, you would draw a line straight up 
you know, the field and you say two guys have to be on the right, two guys have to be on the left. So if you want, you know, your two guys playing right up the middle and you're still trying to take away certain things, you can move your infielders around, but basically you can't have three guys on one side of the infield or four guys and not. Um, it, it just, yeah, for, for me, I, I feel like, again, like, it's a strategy that you can employ that involves some risk. And if you want to beat it, then beat it with strategy that takes advantage of what they're leaving open. So I still come down on that element of it. But I will say I'm not as like flabbergasted by the idea of banning the shift, especially as we do see the game move more and more toward the three true outcomes, the walk, the home run, the strikeout being really the only plays that matter that, uh, you know, the analytics taking away balls in play more and more, which I'm still waiting for the counter strategy to come, right? We're, we're still waiting for shifting to become a in any way a, a bad idea because right now it's just, it's just not because so many of these guys who grew up, especially the big lefty sluggers you do it for, it's like they've been taught their whole lives to hit the ball like that. And so... I don't know. I assume at some point we'll naturally see a the the word. It's the only word to say, Patrick. A shift back in the other direction. Uh, but like, if baseball announced tomorrow that they were banning the shift in the way that that our our press box friend has suggested to me, draw a line down the middle, two infielders on the right, two infielders on the left. Other than that, move them around. How you want? I would cry zero tears. I'd be like, fine. Fine, nothing is lost. No, you know, that, that's the other part of it that I, I sort of came to. is like there's, to me, like, there's not some grand strategy uh, involved in, in it either. It's like it, the numbers say the guy hits the ball to the right side of the field 80% of the time, so put more dudes over there. It's not rocket science. It's like... Uh, the, the interesting thing is how do you decide you know, where that line is up the middle. Like, because again, we can see it with our, with our own eyes, right. but then you got dudes would they like... actually need to, to like put chalk behind second base into the outfield. Like yeah. that could be the first new change in the layout There you go across major league baseball yeah. in, I, I don't, I don't know since the game was invented that you would now need to lay chalk down. I mean, the only other, you know, detail that is changed. And I, I think each team would has their own you know ways of doing it is those little cutouts, you know, on first and third base where you've got, you know, the first baseman hit, you might stand mm. on the edge of the grass and he wears it out. So they, they round it the, out. They that's need not the even softball bag. That's something they actually need. I think you and I have talked about this. I'm having a weird deja vu. Double thing, first base. Ha- double first base. They, they need the, the bag that's in foul territory like you have in beer right. league softball or whatever because there's no reason that these guys who are million-dollar assets should be stepping on each other's feet at first base. Like, that's ridiculous. Just put a, a bag in, in foul territory. Come on. I think That's you know, the dumbest I, injury in the game. You bring up a really good point is this idea that, you know, every time there's a new strategy that comes along in, in any sport, essentially, or any game, there is a way to come back. I was even listening to – 
to these people talking about certain video games uh, like Le- League of Legends and how there's ways to, to game the system. And you say, oh, this is worth way more. This is the strategy. So then everybody does that exact same strategy. And so within the game, and then the creators yeah. change the rules and say, okay, now it's a whole new thing. Now you can't do this and that. And it's like, okay, that's interesting. And, and again, a lot of the major sports do that. And yet we haven't seen that in Major League Baseball. Like what is the solution to it? And as Will said, laying down bunts. But how do you convince these guys who have to go to arbitration and have to defend and do their fans numbers? Fans really want to see that. Like, let's also bring like, is that really Maybe. what fans want to see? Isn't a line drive single back up the middle a more satisfying outcome than a bunt to third base where no one's standing? I don't I mean, know. That, that, like, I, I think. I think no. I, I think that type of thinking is why. Is very That's prevalent right. is why it That's hasn't right. happened. But right. if you had got a team that just as an organization said, Could look, here are, here's the, the here are the cool. analytics, right? Or whatever. Here's everything. We need to bunt like what like every five hitters is gonna be laying a bunt down. It's like, what? No, this is insane. This is stupid. But if you had a team and an organization that bought into something as extreme as that. How many more wins could they possibly get? Because they're saying, "Look, we're going to win, so you're going to make more money. Um, you're going to you're going to be more marketable uh, in in arbitration. We're going to have more money, so we're going to extend more SNL, guys. All that stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. For bunting. Like, for the for the first time ever, a Kansas City Royals player is hosting Saturday Night Live. That's right. You know, he's the butt man. So, but you'd have to have that kind of buy-in because again, you get paid for home runs, RBI runs all of those things in arbitration that you have to defend and if you're laying down bunts and you're sacrificing yourself you're sacrificing your statistics and you're sacrificing you know your your contract your pay but if you're winning i think guys would do that and i just and i'm sure there have been people that have tried to crunch the number and say what would it take because you're changing a lot like guys need to just go up there and swing and if your mindset is you may need to lay down a bunt and then if that doesn't work, <laughs> right? Hitting now, is already the hardest thing to do in professional sports, and so so that that's that is the one thing for me. And I get where you're coming from, Will. I think, and again, Will, I think you and I have had this conversation in person down at Blake Street Tavern, throwing back some wings, and uh, man, weren't those the good old days? Throwing back some wings and beers and talking with your friends about baseball. We'll we'll get back to those days very soon, hopefully. But uh, yeah, like. I hear where you're coming from. You think, you know, the first couple of times a big slugging guy throws down some bunts, the defense will adjust back. But it's like these guys separated themselves in high school and college and single A and high A and double A and triple A. And they didn't do it by bunting to third base. That's that is not how they ended up with their five million dollar contract if they're that guy. Or their ten million. If you were talking about the big slugging guys, their fifteen, twenty million dollar contract wasn't earned by bunting to third base. It's not a skill that at this level, with guys who were throwing ninety nine miles an hour with movement and sliders that that cut in on you, just bunt the ball to third base is not such an easy task. And so, I, I, I feel where everyone's coming from on this, but there is a. If only for the part of me that loathes that small ball is going out of the game. Um, and I used to think small ball was the answer to shifting, but maybe it is. Maybe it just takes another generation. Maybe I'm being too impatient and it will be just like you said. But for me, it's like, I don't know, just just move them apart. What I think the one that drives me the most crazy is, is what I described earlier. It's the line drive right back up the middle. Uh, you know, that's what I was taught as a kid. Hit it back where it came from. 
You know, that's yeah. it's an old baseball adage. Hit a line drive right back at the pitcher. You've got a single at the middle. If it's a liner, if you create some top spin, it'll drop in front of the center fielder. If you create some backspin, it'll go over his head for a double or a home run. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. And now you can hit that perfect line drive right back up the middle, and the shortstop's just standing there. And and I and part of me just hates it, man. Like, yeah, my my uncle would would say for something like that. Hey, that's a base hit in any ballpark. Yeah, it's not now. It's those just those not. are not. And you go, you know, again, right off the bat, you go, oh man, base hit. Wait, what? How how is that not a base hit? It's been a base hit for hundreds of years. Yeah. And so I I think you know again with as you said, three true outcomes being a negative thing. That's what Buddy was saying in his availability uh, <laughs> last week. Was that you know he's softening his stance. It's like if there's a way to regulate it too, right? And, and and so maybe banning is harsh, but if you regulate it, you know I don't I don't know what that would what that would mean. It seems pretty simple. You just hey you can't stack three guys on one side, or maybe you can only use it once in a while. Is I don't know. That could but, be interesting. Yeah, could be. But he said you know essentially you know he's softening. You got to pick on the it. player ahead of time. Give it a WWE feel. Like you got to <sighs> pick two guys like. Hey David Ortiz, we're shifting for you. Like, yeah, and and he, he just thinks it, it could put more balls in play, and there's more action in the game. And so if if that's something that gets that gets brought to the game by having some kind of regulation or some banning, that would be a good thing. And that makes that's a lot simpler than saying, do we want to move the mound back? Which uh, I don't know if you saw the comments by Kyle Bodie of Driveline, but he said actually this would this, that would favor pitchers now again not your miles per hour would go down but you get that much more movement on it so that wouldn't even necessarily work or lowering the mound lowering the mound might but again you're you're having much larger things to tinker with whereas just keep the ballpark exactly the way it is all you got to do is say you you can't do that throw out the shift flag (laughs) yeah i love i love all these ideas though man yeah you're right like Let's do a couple of them. I'm, I don't think baseball needs revolutionary change, but you're right. They don't need to be so reticent to, to some of these ideas. So, And, and yeah. how do you – and it will be interesting to see how you can work around that, this idea that, okay, because I'm imagining the view that we've got in the press box at Coors Field, looking down essentially right behind home plate, and you say, okay, you're only allowed two infielders on the right because we typically see it for left-handed hitters. So you only have those two guys there. Well, what if the center fielder comes in to play a really shallow center field and then the right fielder maybe shades a little more to right center. The left fielder is now in left center and you've got a shortstop kind of hovering out in shallow left field. Like, is that a configuration that allows you to, you know, maybe still have your cake and eat too and say, hey, we only got in the system. We only have Two infielders on the right, and and our outfielder is shallow, but he's not that. I, I don't know. There, there could be a workaround. Then Billy Bean gets called into the principal's office. Like, look, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love all of it. Like, I just have I said this before. I love baseball. I love baseball. We got a couple really? more of these. We we got to talk about. Uh, but it's almost controversial that you would is, say that. I, I know it really <laughs> is here. It really is. But shocking. I love chewing on the meat of it, Patrick. Mm, there's a lot but of meat on that bone. There, there's a lot of meat on that bone. There's also a lot of meat on the bone at Hassel Cattle Company. Mm. I've been chewing on their meat lately. We're going to be chewing on their Hassel Cattle Company beef for our Christmas celebrations this year. Um, the bacon that we got was absolutely fantastic. They got some steaks of all different varieties. And one of the things I was really surprised about 
is the price selections. They they got yeah. some of the fancy stuff that you might think, and you can get a package deal. They've got a $100 package deal. They got a $200 package deal where you get free shipping on that thing. I was looking through that. Really great stuff in there. But if you're like, whoa, 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 I'm not like normally the person that drops $200 on beef at a time. And not even like that. You can get plenty of things under 10 bucks for very quality stuff, whether you're getting some bacon, some sausage. Yeah, some call, me a, call me a simpleton. But yeah. the hot dogs and the sausages, smoked yeah. sausages. Like, I know, I, I get it. Yeah, I should be uh, more of a man's man and get the steak and all that. But I don't know if I trust myself to cook it. But I know my way around a hot dog. And the, I mean, they're ridiculous. The hot dogs are so good, Drew. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's yeah. love those. It they're really it's it's a specialty. It and yeah. it and it's but it doesn't cost what you think it would for uh, a specialty. Plus, when you use code DNVR10, you get ten percent off. And like we said, if you do go ahead and go with that package order, if you're going all in, you want to get free shipping. Uh, do get take a look at that uh, two hundred dollar package deal that they've got. It, it's that's the one where you're going to get the most discounts. You get the most savings. You get the most stuff in there. You're going to be set up for a little while if you like to be able to pre-plan your meals and, and set those kinds of things. And you can try all of the different stuff so you know in the future which it, uh, which is your jam and, and which isn't because there's there's just so much good stuff on offer there. Check them out at HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L CattleCompany.com. And remember, and this is also really important to me, it's all hormone free, none of that antibiotic stuff. They're all free range, uh, you know that stuff. There, you know, I've been very big on this. I don't want to put that stuff. I'm not the most health conscious guy in the world. I'm really not, but I don't like putting that stuff in my body. I think anytime you've got an opportunity to do that, and uh, where the animals are treated humanely and fairly, and so to be able to get all of that and not have it break the bank, like. I don't have to buy beef at the grocery store ever again. And I'm just so excited that we've got Hassle Cattle Company rolling with us, man. Drew, do you realize that if the San Diego Padres had not been worse than the Colorado Rockies in 2019, <laughs> the Rockies could have drafted Robert Hassle. We could have had our own Hassle. That's, we, that's right. Oh, that that's would have right. been great. Also, too, I, I do want to see if we can get a little you know, grassroots movement here. Uh, if you do reach out to Hassle Cattle Company, say, hey, any word on that limited Pat's Brats coming out? And let's see if we can get them to have a special edition brat. Well, I guess brat. It's Pots a brat. Brats. But Pot's Brats, you know, Patrick, Patrick Lyons from uh, the DNVR podcast. When are, when are Pot's Brats limited edition? If we could get a special DNVR print of some of this stuff because, you know, I – it's delicious. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to fry up some of the bacon. I got some of the bacon too, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be That's delish. Gonna be All right. What do we got now? What do we do? Where are we at? Well, it's, it's Friday. That's right. Right? It's I know what day Friday. it is. There's one thing that we know, and that it's Friday. Right now. It's Friday. That means so we'd be making some Friday. trades. We got some trades. And... Drew, I'm dealer's choice here. Actually, well, I'm the dealer. No, uh, what would the opposite of dealer's choice be? Right. Um, Gambler's players, choice? Player's choice? Yeah, deal eds. All right, player's <laughs> choice. Okay. All right, do you want yet another Nolan Arenado trade uh -huh. or something that's different and is just 
crazy. I called these crazy. I have two that I just called Rockies crazy trade. Let's start with the Arenado so I can work our way. And then we can have more fun. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, surprise, surprise. There are some Yankees fans out there that said, hmm, we would love to have Nolan Arenado play third base for us. Shocked. Again, this is all courtesy of baseballtradevalues.com. Go ahead. It's a free subscription. You could go on there, kind of get an idea of what a trade would look like. A lot of people are doing that right now. Um, as we know, there's some sites out there for people saying, hey, what would it cost to get James Harden on the Nuggets? And a lot of people don't want James Harden, which is... What would it cost to keep James Harden off the Nuggets? <laughs> yes. But you can look and there's there's those little things that allow you to, to balance the scales and figure out what it would take to, to, to acquire a James Harden NBA. Well, we've got baseball trade values to say, hey, well, what would the Rockies get? For there, Nolan Arenado, and we think that he actually, the Rockies could get, actually get a little bit more than what we've been seeing. But this deal the, that was proposed, the Yankees get Nolan Arenado, they get some money. Okay, that's to balance it out. But here's who the Rockies get. Done. Already loves it. They get Gio Urshela, who can play third base. He's got a lot of surplus value. Miguel Andujar, who eh, defense isn't so good at third base. You could plug him in at first base. Might even be. Uh, able to help you out in the corner outfield. You get Aaron Hicks, who's a guy the uh, the Yankees aren't going to trade. That's essentially why uh, they, uh, you know, re-sign him to to a lengthy deal into his mid thirties, which is what helps balance this whole deal out. But okay, you get a you get a solid center fielder there who eventually will go into the corners, and you get Gary Sanchez behind the plate, who almost immediately becomes the greatest catcher in <laughs> franchise the history, history of the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, and the Rockies save. A buttload of money. Not a ton of money, but a buttload of money. An entire buttload. Um, yeah, look, as everyone knows, option one for me is keep Nolan, but keep him happy. And we know that may not be a possibility. So option two is get something as close to this as possible. Yeah, uh, this is this is even better than the, the DC stamp of a... What, what, what do we say? I don't hate it. Oh yeah, uh, I don't hate. It. So so yeah, give us. Go ahead, give yeah. us your I don't hate it because again, remember the length of the I don't hate it tells us how much you do like it. Is it a quick I don't hate it, or is it a little bit longer? Drew, how do you feel about this deal? This is an uh, don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. The the thing is. These are all good baseball players. Yeah. That you get back and you get four of them. You get them in spots you need them. You can kind of hit the ground running. You don't have to rebuild, which is something that, again, as we've talked about, whether the Rockies can or should or would or will or won't, they probably won't. <laughs> and so this is the next best thing is rolling forward with something where you can save that buttload of money which allows you to keep trevor's story probably it also buys you time on whether or not you really can just play out the charlie blackman contract or if it's worth trading him down the line if especially if you successfully pull off a nolan arenado trade something like this where you bring back geo Rochelle, who is he nolan arenado at third base no is he a very quality baseball player yeah yeah he can play he can play a third base defensively above average and he can hit above average he's not 
you know, a silver slugger and a gold glover, but you're not going to get that anywhere. Gary Sanchez, again, like we said, that's the most exciting player behind the plate the Rockies have ever had immediately. Um, you know, I, I'm not as high on Andujar or Hicks, but I even Hicks, like, he's a switch hitter, right? I think so, yeah. And he's got some gap-to-gap pop that I like. Um, you can get value out of him. Uh, I I really don't hate that at all. Like, I really... Yeah, I'm, I'm so on the fence. Like, you know, in theory, I, I there are a lot of theories and a lot of, uh, you know... A splintering a lot of a lot of spider webs and a lot of routes you could go down in trading Nolan Arenado and it become positive in theory, but there's only so many that actually work out. This would be one of those trades where you go, you know, I, I, you could still contend uh, in 21 if if you still feel the team is uh, in that window, which again Bud Black did say uh, at his availability last week. So this would allow you to do that, but most likely. I, I don't. I'm not convinced that the Rockies can get this much back. I wouldn't for think out, that they Unfortunately, could. No. yeah, yeah. I think that's right. I, I right? don't think they. Think. Well, we got another one. Um, the other team in New York is also saying, "Hey, we want Nolan Arenado." They also want Garrett Hampson, which is interesting. Saw his name in a couple deals, which I find very interesting that people yeah. are again maybe starting to appreciate some more of the the Rockies players that they have on their roster. Uh, in return, Rockies get Josh Corneli, Jerry's Familia for the bullpen, Luis Guillorme, middle infielder, and Dominic Smith, converted outfielder, but probably can go back to, to first base. Uh, he's coming off a rather hardy good year. Package not as good. Maybe uh, you can dream a little bit more about this since a lot of those guys are young, everyone except Familia. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't like this one either, really. It, if I had more faith in Dom Smith, because I feel like that's right. the big get, and like yeah. a, a big slugging first baseman just in, just isn't as exciting to me as, as the main get in a deal where you're not getting like a catcher or whatever, right? Where you're like, ooh, a thingy. <laughs> ooh, a thing they haven't had. You know, um, actually, Jerry's Familia, who's uh, the biggest negative here in terms of value is the is the player that... I feel like has the most immediate positive impact in a position of need. And that's not great. So. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it's not that great. Yeah. It, it's very lackluster in a lot of ways. And, you know, and having to throw in Garrett Hampson too, who's, you know, yeah, I don't like that kind of, a, kind of a key piece, at least going forward. Again, he, he might not be a, an all world, uh, you know, World Especially beater. on a, an Aronautilus right. team. Yeah. You need a guy like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if McMahon's sliding over to third base, Hampson's going to need more time. Guillaume is a guy who, you know, uh, was, was a decent prospect, but uh, the, the bloom is off the rose after his 2020 shortened season. All right. Let's, let's get into some final crazy ones here. We got a three team deal. Uh, all right. Here's who the Rockies get. Goodness Shane gracious. Bass. Okay. Uh, I thought this was originally Xavier Edwards. I think it is. I think it's Xavier Edwards. And I I don't know who Jones is. Nate Jones? No, no. He's a reliever with uh, the White Sox. He's not with them anymore. So I don't even – I technically know two-thirds of the guys 
that are in this deal. That's how crazy I was like, I'm not even going to bother looking it up because the Rockies need to give up. Are you sitting down folks? This is what, again, we we were talking about New York fans, right? New York fans, Mets, Yankees had those last two. This is, and we don't know if this was generated by Toronto fans or Tampa Bay fans, but now that I say it out loud, we know it was generated by Toronto fans because Tampa Bay fans do not exist. Right. Um, the Rockies, to get Shane Baz, who's the only one that I've heard of in this deal, definitively, they would have to give up <laughs> just, just Charlie Blackman, Ian Desmond, Brendan Rodgers, Kyle Freeland, John Gray, Ryan McMahon, and Trevor Story. <laughs> and That's thanks all. to baseball trade rumors, we know this would be the fair value the Rockies this... would get back. Get the uh, – is this, this an explicit – this yeah. might be an explicit one. I that, really that, want to drop one. That's on one that's where you got to remind everyone about theoretical value. And uh, what it, the <laughs> hell was that? No, that would not happen. The, the comments going, yeah. Um, um, People are flipping no. out. Yeah. All right. This <laughs> one's crazy too. I think it's less crazy. So maybe you're going to go, huh, maybe. But no, again, I titled these Rockies Crazy Trade 1. Crazy trade, too. Here, the Rockies get a handful of guys. Jared Dyson. They get Dodgers' top pitching prospect, Josiah Gray. Hmm? Mm-hmm. They get one of the Nationals' top players who eh, took a step back a little bit last year, but uh, could be key cog in a lot of trades. Carter Keyboom. A couple other guys. They take David Price's contract, which is interesting. Uh, that, that can help the team out right away. And they only have to give up. <gasps> Nolan Arenado, Daniel Bard, John Gray, Get Hampson, and her man Marquez. Right. Other than that, this one doesn't suck as bad, although you give up Marquez. That's in it. true. It's this actually not as bad, bad as the last one. That's somehow sucks. impressive. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty bad. The the baseball trade values folks have been going a little bit wild. These are phenomenal examples of how sometimes <laughs> theoretical value, as I was saying, just doesn't quite match up with what we know is real life. <laughs> yeah, the Nationals are make out on this one definitely. Oh, yeah. They get Max Muncy. I mean, again, they're giving up Carter Keyboom, but they get a good catching prospect in Kiebert Ruiz. So I think they're well. With the Dodgers would also okay. win, seeing as though they have essentially almost like the five best players on the Dodgers. How yeah, did this? How did this Dodgers fan not throw in Kyle Freeland? Right. Why not? Gosh. While you're at it, man. Come on. While you're at it, go for it. You need a eighth lefty starter, right? Rotate. You need 10 starters just in case you trade half of them to the Minnesota Twins like the Dodgers did last year and can probably can still afford to do this offseason. I'm a little bit worked up right now, Drew. These crazy <laughs> trades have actually annoyed me a lot more. I thought this was going to be fun, but this is... I know, right? Well, here's today. what we need then. We need all of you fantastic Rockies fans to go out there and create some trades on BaseballTradeValues.com that aren't completely bonkers bananas that make no sense that help the Rockies build towards something and doesn't just take all of their best players and put them on a team that somebody else thinks they would be more fun. So you got to come email those to your owners too, folks. That's right. You can talk <laughs> about, a, Hey, yeah. where are my seats located? Uh, we don't like the GM. So blah, here's blah, blah, what blah. you send those. Suggest yeah. the players you want. That's right. You send them to at Drew Creaseman or at Patrick D Lyons or at DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter. You can send them to drew at the dnvr.com or patrick at the dnvr.com. And you can send them to dick.monfort at rockies.com. These are all the places that you can send Yes Master Tater from your iPad. 
straight to the people who know what's up. But let us know for the Free Trade Friday. We do love having fun. We, we got to cut this one just a little bit short today, but we appreciate everyone hanging out with us for a holiday edition, having a whole lot of fun here on the podcast with all of you. Really, really can't do this without you. Literally, we'd just be a couple of people talking nonsense into the ether. So without you, this thing doesn't go. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing to the dnvr.com where you get to read all that written content. You get discounts on the hats, the shirts, the masks, the bigger beer when you come back down to the DNVR bar when it reopens. And you get to hang out with us in the Discord. We've been talking with all you pro wrestling fans. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. If you haven't hopped in there yet, jump in. We're, we're doing all the great stuff. We're, we're talking it. We're having fun. And we're wishing everyone out there a very Merry Christmas, a very happy holiday season. Thank you all for continuing to be absolutely awesome. I promise you, we will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons, Andrew Kreisman. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. 